0: Welcome to another edition of the Bones Around the Cage with Grizzly and Gumshoe Guy. Val, what's happening, Val? Hello,
1: hello, hello, from Detroit, Michigan.
0: Northern Rainy, Kentucky.
1: cool, cloudy Detroit, Michigan.
0: Yeah, right. What's going on, more Hey, Pamela, Denise. We got crazy wood sliding in the rear. Do I sound okay? I sound kind of weird on my end.
1: You sound good. I've had a lot of issues with... Um... The computer today i don't know what the deal is
0: testing jeremiah sutton what's going on there brother everybody's saying hello so yeah so how's your weekend gone?
1: real good real good lot you know summertime got a lot of birthdays graduations parties um meetings this that and the other hey before i get it get it before i forget i want to give a shout out and uh to the down river detroit veterans uh group down here um if people get a chance say hello to a veteran give them a break help them out give them a hand the down river veterans michigan
0: and there you go amen for that yeah so everybody has been contacting me they're like did val lose this you know and i'm like what are you talking about he's like well what about our guest?
1: Okay, um, we have Janice Cowder going to join join us today. Is she in the background there? Is she back? No,
0: she is not.
1: All right, hang on. Let me let me see if I can get her back. So
0: everybody was like, "Ah, oh, what is Val and See, Look, yeah, yeah, what's up, Val and Griss? What's happening, Chris? Mm-hmm. I had to play that video, Chris. but now, but B-F-R-O? I mean was you awake when he did this
1: BFRO, uh, the guy that from Michigan, uh, apparently he doesn't want to come on. So he hasn't contacted why, me. Back. I
0: wonder why.
1: <laughs> I wonder why, uh, you know, you know, I've heard that so many times from people, you know, Hey, we made a report, we called them, we contacted them, uh, and they don't show up. They don't call back. They don't get back in touch with us. So, Ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is, I'm here in Michigan and the offer was there. And um, apparently there's no interest in that. So we'll leave that, we'll leave that uh, as it is. And um, it is what it is. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna th- we
0: don't, we don't have anybody. So yeah, welcome Yolanda, Aussie Sue. Hello there. So uh, what's going on, everybody? So yeah. Hello, I'm live. How are you doing?
1: Is she bumped off?
0: No, that uh, was my daughter calling me. She's like, you're uh, live. I'm like, yeah, I'm live. She's like, oh. Yeah,
1: there's there's uh, something up with the uh, computers today. So sure. It,
0: make sure and resent that link that I sent you.
1: Yes, I, I am. I'm doing that right now. All
0: right. All right. See if we so, get it. Yeah.
1: She, was, she was with me just a minute ago before I started getting pumped off.
0: Stanley Stone can. says, You have me. We don't need them. We don't need no stinking badges. <gasps> Speaking about badges, did you hear what Indiana's up to?
1: No. What's up?
0: Yeah. So they are passing a state mandatory pursuit law for the entire state of indiana it is not going to be up to the departments anymore or the sops that the departments make they are setting the guidelines on what you can and cannot pursue we'll say that for another show i just had to, had to mention no, that. you're that talking about
1: you're talking about pursuit chases yes really
0: yeah, yeah, the whole state is going to be one pursuit policy. See, when I was on, we would chase you across state lines. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, they are sitting up guidelines. Hello there, Catherine. Welcome to the show with Yolanda Standing Stones. And Thomas, he slid in the corner and around. He's got around the first place there on the rail. Yes, Thomas, welcome. Glad to have you there. So, but uh, I couldn't believe that when I was laying on my uh, chase in the studio. And, uh, I, you know, cause I always keep up with some of the law, you know, because of the code cases that I work on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do what? And I'm like, that that has gotta be fake news. So I went to the uh, ILEA and I checked it out. And I'm like, whoa, they are really actually putting an effect in July 1st. So I didn't get to read the because I was just too floored, but anyways, but yes.
1: That's, that's pretty interesting back, back when I was, um, we're waiting on Janice to come into the, uh, backstage right now, uh, back when I was still, uh, before I retired, uh, I used to love to read the, um, police science uh, magazines and stuff and some of the technology that they were working on that were, they were just on the, um, on the books with it's kind of freaky imagine uh, ah,
2: yeah mm, Grizzly. Mm, no.
1: imagine imagine um scotland yard working with cadaver eyes
0: imagine uh, i know imagine, i can't i can't imagine with, with, with them, that percent policy ai and everything else that, No, no, no,
1: brother imagine uh um working on studying the technology involved with cadaver eyes and taking and developing the last image that somebody sees before something happens to them i mean
0: that's you, such- you are freaking 100%. me out so our guest is here by the way
1: okay great well, we
0: need to discuss this another yeah because this, this is fetched, ladies and gentlemen we will we will jan welcome to the show glad to have you how you doing there can you hear us okay
1: hello janice Hello,
0: we can see you and hear you. Can you hear us, Janice?
3: <laughs> I someone to say something, I can't hear anybody.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, uh, you got we your, can hear your, you. We can
1: hear Hold you. On. We can hear you good. We can hear you very good.
0: While she's figuring out her audio, what is the name of that movie, Jeremiah something, with Tom Cruise in it? And they, and every time somebody does the pre murder and they think about something, what is that movie called? And they go arrest them before the murder actually happens.
1: Because oh, that sounds is. like thought police.
0: Yeah, well, it is. But uh, so I'm trying to figure out, Janice, you get your audio fixed. Do so you can hear us? So, Thomas, what is the name of that movie? Uh, it's got Tom Cruise in it minority (laughs) report yes i knew jeremiah would come up with that name so so
1: so what was the what was the basis of that of that movie
0: so that movie basically let's say that i'm just a normal human being right and you were the popo Mm -hmm. so i would have a thought that i'm going to murder somebody Mm -hmm. and before i would even do it you would come and lock me up and arrest me really yeah, you need to check out that movie, because a lot of yep, that stuff I'll came around. Out. Janice, did you fix everything?
1: Can you hear us, Jan?
0: Minority Report, yes. Um, but I, I'm telling you right now, Val, if Indiana passes this state IC code, which stands for Indiana Code, that's why it says IC, Kentucky mm-hmm. is KRS, mm-hmm. Kentucky Revised Statute, if they do this, I guarantee the other states will follow.
1: Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Can you hear us, Janice? Hello. Testing, testing.
1: You know, I hear anything. <laughs> your speak, you speak, your sound is good. Well, let uh, me kick
0: her and let her bring her back in. So, yeah. But yeah, so, so uh, preemptive so, murder. That is correct, Chris. So murder.
1: Another aspect of the uh, looking forward in that kind of stuff in that industry was, of course, rather than uh, the officer. Asking you for your driver's license, Grizzly, just put your thumb on this on this pad here. I'll walk it up to the car, I'll walk it up to your car, put your thumb on that, and you get an infrared scan. All your information comes up. There's no more testing,
0: testing. Does that work, Janice? Janice, does that work? Can you hear me? No. So- Minority report actually in public, what they did was they scanned your eyes.
1: Okay, your
0: pupils and yeah. your your retina there. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and it would be like, hello, Mister Val, would you like to buy something today? You look good in the suit, Val. <laughs> would you like to buy this? <laughs> you remember when grocery stores went to motion sensors in the frozen aisle? When oh When you yeah. walked, it would light up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so
1: that's very interesting.
0: Jeremiah says, I got another movie recommendation for you too. I'm listening. Chris says she needs to change her audio setting. Janice, it's your audio setting. So, uh, Irene, can you send me a friend? Uh, actually, Irene, if you go to Grizzly Chris and I'll type this out, and everybody, I keep maxing out on my friends list.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what I did was I had to change my profile over to this on Facebook. Uh, So everybody can follow me because I kept saying I had to delete somebody to add some, and I felt bad for doing that. So I had to convert my profile from a a private person to a public figure, which I really didn't want to do. But anyways, everybody else already knows me.
1: Janice, if you can hear us, why don't you try to, uh, um, leave the studio, try to reboot your computer. And then once it's rebooted, uh, try the link again and see if that'll help reset your, uh, your sound.
3: Okay. Can you hear me?
1: Oh
0: yeah, we can hear you.
3: Okay. I'm on my, um, galaxy Samsung phone.
0: Okay. Hit, hit, hit speaker phone, hit, put it on speaker.
1: Put it on speaker, Janice.
3: You're breaking up. I can't understand.
1: Put your phone on speaker, put your volume on speaker the mic yes because we could hear you fine we need you to hear us
0: now she just muted herself yeah now she yeah. just unmuted herself can you hear us testing testing hello hello test, hello that's one two
1: one two one two just oh, this happens um in this kind of this kind of work and lord knows you, i've done it yeah
0: can you text her and tell her hit speaker phone yeah all right so see. yeah so uh, irene so irene you need to come on to the panel of psychics and people with abilities and work on some of these code cases i know you like that barb hartman comes around the corner ladies and gentlemen she's riding on the third horse she's riding next to the rail here she comes well welcome, barb. welcome. hello well it sounds like we are tuning in the space station there for a moment So, but yeah, Irene, uh, once I get okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you you hear us?
3: Okay, it's yes, I can hear you.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Janice to the show. Mind, uh, I think I just watched that deja vu. Anyways, we'll get back to that movie. Hey, Barb uh so janice welcome oh, to the show how are you doing okay <laughs> i do got i do have handrails on my chair so i am holding on okay and uh irene right before we went live one of my dolls committed suicide it jumped off the top of my studio and landed on my keyboard <clears throat> and i about fell out of my chair i mean it it literally jumped it did not fall it went up in the air and out and over and onto me now can you hear us janice
1: hello janice can you hear us
3: yes i can hear you uh what are you talking about i'm sorry you said use the speaker on my phone Uh, yes
0: well, well as long as you can hear us you're okay you're fine you're good to go
1: okay we can hear you fine okay So can you tell us, Janice, can you take a moment and tell us about yourself, how you got involved in Bigfootery? And I know you've been around a long time and you've, you've had some, some good experiences growing up as a child. Can you share that with the listening audience, please?
3: So just give you a back history. Okay. My name is Janice Carter. I grew up in Monroe County, Tennessee, where I am at now presently. I was sort of always around the Bigfoot ever since I was little. Uh, my grandfather was the original person who was involved with uh, one that he named Fox or called Fox, which was a black male, um, had black hair, you know, hair covered, hair suit, whatever you want to call it, hypertrichosis. Um And I was about three years old my first experience but I thought that um, this Sasquatch Bigfoot was a gorilla that had escaped from the Atlanta Zoo that had come to see me. I remember seeing him across a ravine which we called a ditch in a line of pine trees peeking out from across the way And I went and told my grandfather, and he immediately had me go inside. I I was maybe three, three and a half at the time. And the next time that I saw Fox, I actually ran into the back of his leg when um, we were blackberry picking. I was taking a jug of water back to my grandfather on the back 40, and I ran into him. I thought he was a tree, but I ran into him. Um, From there, uh, I was introduced to him when I was about seven and a half. Uh, That was a few months later. It was in the fall. And uh, I was just curious. I grew up around him. I was curious about him. I wanted to learn everything I could about him. My grandfather explained him away because he always turned to the Bible for answers. As uh, the Edomites, descendants from Esau and at the time you know i didn't question it
0: she ran into it now
3: mm-hmm.
0: what do you mean uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> i lost my voice you were you were picking bear and you ran what what did you think when you ran into it excuse me so what did you think when you ran into it
3: Can
1: what was your first impression when you ran into it, Janice?
3: Oh, I was scared to death. Yeah. Absolutely scared to death. I couldn't even talk. I actually, um, messed myself. My grandfather had to take me back to the house. My grandmother had to clean me up. I was just terrified.
1: So were the neighbors aware of
3: this?
2: Of
1: these, uh, uh... Yes.
3: We lived in a remote area for the time. Um, at the time it's not, that remote anymore, it's actually very populated here in Monroe County. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at the time, we only had a few neighbors, and when I say neighbors, they live like a mile away from us, you know. And um, most of the people I'm sorry, I'm fiddling with my phone, I'm trying to get it to prop up here so I don't have to hold it constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, anyway, uh, the I know that the Whites were aware of it, the Taylors, some of the rest of the people, uh, Rogers and stuff, um, who were our closest neighbors, uh, were aware of it, Uh, but, you know, I found out years later after going public with my case, so to speak, that even um, people that worked with my grandfather at Alcoa knew about them. Mm
1: Now I'm not real familiar with Tennessee. I mean, other than um, uh, Cock County, because that's where I, when I retired, that's where where I headed for East Tennessee when I retired, and we had a uh, we rented a um, uh, bed and breakfast up there on the mountains. So is Monroe County East Tennessee, or is it Central? Or can you give the listening audience an idea of where I think it's at? Tennessee. I'm sorry. Did you say East Tennessee?
3: East Tennessee.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's close to the Appalachian Mountains, also.
3: It, it's um, close to where?
1: The Appalachian Mountains.
3: The Great yeah, Smoky Mountains. The Appalachian Mountains. Um, I'm actually. Uh, the farm is exactly six miles from the start of the Charhalah Skyway
1: okay okay cool so uh your grandfather is and i've read your your material from our previous chit chats um i'm sorry you broke up my grandfather what i read your material and from the material that i read your grandfather raised uh this fox this individual named fox is that correct
3: my grandfather didn't raise him my grandfather uh built a relationship with him him and ralph Elberhart were clearing the land back in the 40s uh, 1947 and either fox was in the tree he was a child at the time either fox was in the tree or the tree fell on him my grandfather took him to the house him and um ralph did and they looked around the neighborhood and around the community back then they used to have little communities our uh, little towns had different communities in it and uh, they d- thought that he was a uh, disabled and handicapped individual mm-hmm. at the time um they first had him at the house and my grandmother wouldn't allow him to stay in the house because he was basically tearing it down and so my grandfather took him up to the front barn there's two barns on the original property there was 112 acres 54 acres was in monroe county and the other was in McMinn county that's why a lot of people say oh well the farm isn't as large as what i said it was it was actually as large but part of it was in a different county so we paid taxes land taxes in both counties but that said, anyhow, um, my grandfather took him up to the barn when he was little, and put him in the middle stall of the front barn. That stall is still demolished. Where his parents, Fox's parents, broke him out.
1: And and so, what was your what was your relationship with with um, that family of? Bigfoot's on that farm property then.
3: When I grew up, uh, when I was little, I was, I, my curiosity, I was very outgoing child. I was hyperactive and everything else. Um, but from the time my grandfather took me to the barn to meet his fox, is what he called him. And a fox was sitting under a tree at the time and came out and got a plate of food and everything. Um, i think it was sometime right around maybe december late december the first of january when i really got curious about him because um, fox's wife sheba she had twins blackie and chico at the time and i was like oh i wanted so badly to play with those babies you know but of course she wouldn't let me touch them or get near them she was ferocious with them you know if i tried to get near but i got so i would follow them around i climb trees thinking that they couldn't get to me if i was up in a tree which was a myth because they can climb like nobody's business um and i guess from there i mean you know, I would watch and observe them. I'd play hooky from school at times and get myself in trouble, and my grandmother would be ready to kill me when I came down out of the tree. <laughs> I, she used the hickory method. She had me go break a switch, and I'd get switchings, but, you know, that was back then. It's not today. But I, my grandfather, he finally gave me a little notebook, um, I. I call them little notebooks. They used to be different from what they are now. And I'd carry a pencil around with me. And I was, I've always been dyslexic. But I would try to write down some word that I heard them say. And then I'd go to my grandfather and ask him. And this kept going on uh, what it meant. This kept going on until I was about 10. I got a little bit braver when I was 10 years old. And I decided, okay, I'm going to talk to them, you know, Mm -hmm. because and they talk in English. It's hard to understand them because they uh, will talk about three times as fast as what we do. But if you ask them to slow it down, Mm -hmm. you can understand them. Of course, the males are very, very baritone deep. Um, Females are really, really high pitched, a lot of them, and children can range in between and, um, the, their voices. But, um, I just started asking them and I learned from them. That's the only thing I know to tell anybody is I learned from them. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I also learned that not all of them are nice and friendly and they're not cuddly teddy bears.
1: <sighs> so, so did you, I take it you ran into some mean ones
3: excuse me i'm sorry i can't hear
1: i take it you ran into some mean sasquatch also no you can't hear it okay Grizz. um let me just ask one thing that you never take a sports me Grizz.
0: <laughs> janice uh you sound loud and clear on our end can you hear us at all
3: yeah it's very low um i can hear you better than i can um
0: val no i can hear val better
3: than me Val Val sort of echoes when he talks i don't know how i've been adjusting level my volume but i can't get him not to echo Mm -hmm.
0: okay but you can hear me okay though right
3: and now it's like it's echoing on both okay do you have a
1: do you have the uh, program on your phone playing right now janice if you do Did shut have- it off if you have this show playing on on your phone shut it off because it will cause echo if
3: i have what on my phone
1: grizzly can you tell her
0: yeah if you got youtube open or anything close it so it don't uh, give you feedback
3: if i have youtube
0: yeah open close it just only have the 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 link open only nothing else
3: the only thing I have open is the link.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Okay.
3: I don't have any other program running in the background or anything.
1: Okay. Well, Grizz, what I was saying was if uh, don't ever take a switch to me.
0: <laughs> no, no. Now no, I, I just, she talks to them. She learns mm-hmm. the language. Mm-hmm. You need to ask what OCO means. Maybe she knows, but she says she talks English to them.
1: Now I remember growing up on a on a farm, uh, with some Southern people when I was very very little, and and just like Jana said, I remember Mamma taking some branches off the tree and 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 giving a little girl a weapon with that with that stick, but you know you know we don't see that anymore like that. But yeah, I can I can understand that very well. Um.
0: So, One of the uh, things that
1: Janice You do uh, have
0: her phone number, right? Her actual phone number. Yeah. Text it to me and I'll call her. I'm gonna hook up my okay system to the my phone my phone to the system to where we can get her on right here on audio. Okay. And uh let's see here that so, goes. so a long time ago, um
1: when I read this this book from Janice, I'm gonna tell you something. It opened my eyes up to a lot of stuff involving uh Sasquatches and stuff.
0: All right. I, I got everything. I got the phone system in line. And All
1: in right. Ready. Let me, let me send her a, a text message real quick. Okay. Just I verify. just
0: can't believe this is pretty wild. Hey, Stingray, yeah. welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. You well, you know,
1: it? I I was bumped can't off a couple of times at, at the start of the show and then camera goes on and off. I don't know what the deal is. Uh that's not that's not happened to me like that
0: before. Can you hear us okay? I was gonna call you there if you didn't.
3: Can you all hear me?
0: Yeah, that's, we can hear you. Yeah, it, we can, you can, can hear you. Hear For
3: heaven's sakes, please.
0: Yeah, just tell her that I'm gonna call her from a five oh two number if that's okay. Text her and okay. let her know.
1: Dennis, I just sent you a text message, and then when you send that back to me, I'm going to feed that over to Grizz, and then he's going to call you. And then I think I think we'll be okay like that.
0: So just let me know when she gives you the yeah. thumbs up. But no, I just cannot believe. It. So, I mean, she she, she she wanted to play with the babies. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Oh, now, not,
1: she's going mm-hmm. to tell you that she's, she's watched them quite a bit, uh, from afar and, uh, from all of her, from all of her, um, um, observations and stuff. She helped, she worked with, uh, Mary green to write this, this book that if you haven't, if you haven't read it, um, you need to read it because there's a lot of stuff in there that you'll learn about Sasquatch, their behavior, their mannerisms, their speech, et cetera, et cetera. It's very good. Very, very good. So uh, what I'm going to do while we're on the air, Grizz, I'm sending you a message right now.
0: Yeah. I will to very, I tell you what, well, while we figure this out, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back I do have Janice on the phone Janice can you hear me all right well we got uh, I mean you're you're live can you hear okay Val
1: yes yes I can hear
0: all right go ahead take it away it's all you yeah yeah no it's all you you're live on the air
1: Hey Grizzly, yeah. It's not coming out very good. Thank uh, her. Thank her if you can. If you if she can hear you, thank her. Uh, and we'll... She's
0: uh, she's already gone. Yeah, it's not working out at all, yeah, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. It's not good. Uh it's I do good. apologize about that, but I do have a system set up to where we can actually receive phone calls and everything. Yes. But uh, yes. uh I wanted to hear the story because yes. I mean Yes, uh we'll so... we'll have her
1: back at another time. We'll get the uh, sound business straightened out. You know, you were talking earlier about the uh, doll or something get, falling off the that. shelf. Or it something.
0: did not fall off. It, it, jumped. Fall. it, it jumped. jumped. It did not tilt over. Let me. It, th- it jumped up in the air and <clears> it came across <throat> the studio and landed on my keyboard right before the light. I about boo boo myself
1: now now I'll tell you while I was at uh, Detroit Re- receiving hospital a few years ago with my wife we were sitting in the waiting we were sitting in the um, the uh, room I had my phone plugged in all kinds of people walking by and I I had the chair set so I could watch people walk by the room doctors nurses a lot of chitter chatter going on I was talking to my wife there was an outlet near one of the uh, examining room tables. So I plugged my phone in with a charger while I'm talking to my wife. And I kid you not, stone cold sober, I watched my phone unplug from the outlet and fling itself across the room. And I looked at my wife (laughs) and I looked back at the phone on the floor with the cord and the charger. And I asked her, I said, did you see that? And she said, yeah. Now that's what I seen with my own eyes. Detroit receiving hospital, a very old hospital. It's seen its share of, of misery and, and energy. And But have you guys ever been in the hospitals and stuff to look at those things?
0: <clears throat> so a lot of people go in the hospital. I have a fair share in the hospital mm-hmm. and uh, hospitals. Uh, because of my injuries and uh, my complications that I had. So uh, have I ever investigated one? No, I have not. Uh, I I have totally changed views on a lot of things after I uh, encountered that cloaking video uh, and made sense on a lot of things when I was hunting by myself. Uh, People laugh about me not wanting to go in the woods alone anymore. I do not. I will not go mushroom hunting by myself. I'm not going to the woods alone anymore.
1: But you still uh, like sorry. mushrooms, right?
0: <laughs> oh, I still love morel mushrooms, yes. now I said morel mushrooms, so yes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, but I'm telling you, things have changed. You know, I do not want to ever encounter dog dogman. Uh, I, I, too many people I know that actually has. No, I'm good. I'm good. So.
1: Yeah, it's just you know i i i'm not i'm not 100% sold on that but on the other hand you know i'm not putting it out that i want to see something like that but um i'm not i'm not 100% sold on that but uh back to your back to the young lady and and uh the uk i know one of your shows you do missing missing persons and that kind of stuff
0: yes sir that is correct
1: and and i think you're familiar with what i've what i've done um and in my feelings on that you know in spite of what what uh some people say um uh For instance, I, I seen somebody one time posted on, on my group site, there's not one lick of evidence that Sasquatch has ever harmed or injured or taken a person, not one lick of evidence. Well, when somebody says something like that, A, they're either ignorant or two, they know something that they, they don't want to talk about. And as a, as a Bigfoot data miner researcher, I know better. And um, whether or not you hear about it, um, it, it, it occurs, but not all missing persons are taken or, or harmed by Bigfoot Sasquatch. In my opinion, there's a lot of reasons for people disappearing in the woods a lot of it of of uh bigfoot sasquatch it's you know there's such things as is human trafficking crime uh suicides uh volunteer missing uh, other predator animals wolves bears cougars um, and accidents you know accidents happen so, um, but yes, I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that people have been, uh, disappeared by Sasquatches.
0: Oh, I guarantee that. I know they have. Mm-hmm. She even told you there are mean ones out there. They're all not nice mm-hmm. and cuddly. I can try mm-hmm. to tell people that, but they don't listen to me. They want to go up and hug them and kiss them and give them peanut butter and and candy and scrub Reese's them races cups yeah right
1: scrub them with strawberry uh, bubble bath and stuff I don't know yeah I know uh, that's not me uh, you know I'll I'll defer to to the experts for that so yeah I you know in in my I don't know if I said this before I don't know that I discussed this before on this program. But my curtain call before I retired, I volunteered to to look for that missing individual.
2: Clearly Bye. out of
1: my jurisdiction, and he was definitely a uh, homicide <clears throat> victim. And in fact, to this day, his his death is is a um, is an unsolved case. It's still open. But you know it, it happens and it's sad, but, um, what I learned in the, in the, um, interim was that, uh, there's a lot of people like that all across the country. There's a lot of people that are looking and waiting for their loved one, their brother, their sister, their mom, their dad, their cousin, their best friend, their lover, uh, waiting for them to um, um, return home and stuff, and they never will. And um, while I was while I was in the business, um, there is a national database. I don't know that a lot of listeners know this, but there's a national database <clears throat> with the acronym NAMUS. And what it means is, name us. And it's got hundreds of thousands of of, um, missing people from across the country. And I believe Canada as well, that are there because they went missing. And it's just just mind-boggling to see this. But spending um, hours and hours and hours uh, flipping through these cases and these pictures and photos and stuff it's just to, to to consider that many people that go missing that that you don't hear about is just unbelievable it, it's right it's incredible it is incredible and um, a lot of these things what I've noticed was a lot of these these incidents occur along interstate highways in particular, the one that i was looking at was interstate 10 that ran from the atlantic coast to the pacific coast in, in uh, california and never in my life did i realize or did i really understand that this is one interstate that 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 um, traverses across the entire country but to see the magnitude of those cases all along that freeway that interstate is just I'm telling you, Chris, uh, Grizz, it's just—it's just hard to grasp. It really is. But uh, that was that was my experience with that kind of stuff. And um, once I was complete, and I did, by the way, I did uh, locate that missing individual that was out of Ohio, and um, uh, I was able to see that his remains were returned home to his his family in ohio i eulogized his service it took another three months about three months to um, cut through state and federal uh, permits to take that human remains across state lines and stuff but in a in a large in a large um way i see that i see that is is a healing process for me too because it was more or less like self-redemption um you know i'm not a perfect person i've never been a perfect person i'm imperfect and i live in an imperfect world and um i'd like to think that that um, my life as an adult was in service to mankind, and that's what we did, Grizz. You and I both, and in, in um, um, Stewart before us, uh, he was on here from Houston, Texas. He knows uh, it's 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 thankless work, it's hard work. We did it, but you know, in any way you look at it, it's it's what we did. It's it's a service to mankind, and. Um, and I'm not going to forget the firefighters, too, because there was a lot of times when the firefighters were the only people there to help. And they were there right. a large time, a large portion of the time and stuff. But it's to me uh, dealing with that kind of stuff emotionally, spiritually, it's draining. It's it's like it ran me down I, and I felt it was my time to to take a bow. <laughs> And, and say so long, I've had enough. Hang my hat up, hang my badge up, and move on with my life and stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I never got back into uh, volunteering to to, um, to um, um, get into um, more of this kind of stuff because there, you know I was asked to get involved in looking at more cold cases and stuff. And and uh, honestly, I probably would have thrived in that, but it it was it was too draining emotionally and spiritually. It was it drained me. It sucked the living life right out of me, and I had to step away from it.
0: Yeah, well, no, it, <clears throat> and a lot of people can resonate, and some cannot. Uh and i was actually uh i don't know why your camera keeps going in and out but i actually was interviewing a uh person that that has abilities uh last year and uh i was like you know what i'm curious and she is very well known and uh she is uh very well known i i'll say that again and uh so uh during the show i had a question and i was like so are you familiar with the Appalachian Trail? And she's like, yes, why? And I said, okay. And I said, are you, are you know anything about missing people? She said, uh, yeah, I know some. Uh, I've I watched some of the stuff on TV. And I said, okay. Now, what I want you to do is tell me what's going on with these people on the Appalachian Trails just disappearing." And she said, really? And I was like, well, yeah and she's one I, I i don't know what it's called but she had she has to get a piece of paper out and then she has to scribble or something and uh she was scribbling and she was like okay and because i want to know where these where these people are going to and uh she kept saying she saw uh she's seeing graves mass graves and she says there are it looks like numerous uh, serial killers that are unknown that are not known to be uh, recognized that are, are working uh, they're not caught that it's uh, man-made and she said man-made and now you and I will we, we pick up on key terms mm-hmm. so I let her do her little spill and she was seeing some of the people jogging and everything so she did her little spill and I said okay now what is supernatural And she just sat back and looked at me and got real quiet and she started scribbling. She put her pencil down. She wouldn't answer it. That was the end of the conversation and the interview on pretty much whatever she saw scared the hell out of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scribe writing or spirit writing. Thank you. So that's what it's called. Well,
1: so, uh, I do know that, So, what does that tell you? Well, it tells me that she doesn't want to go there. There's something there that that's bothersome to her and she doesn't want to go there. But yes, um, you know, one of the early in my adult life, I, I took a, uh, I part- participated in a course, it was called EST. E S T, not E S P, is in Paul. E S T is in Tom. That's outlawed in this country now. Really? Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was billed as a self-enrichment training for um, young movers and shakers of the community. These were people that went through this program. This is pretty creepy people that went through this program and it was very, very expensive. I know I I spent my tuition money for college for that semester to go to this. And I went there because my girlfriend went, wanted to go and she went. And of course, you know, at the time, you know, I want to go where she went, but, um, It was for young movers, future movers and shakers. And I'm talking about political people. I'm talking about corporate people, but this started, supposedly started in San Francisco, California, and of course it moves east. And the S program, the one particular uh, training that I went through at the time, um, It called for, and they controlled the temperature. They controlled when you can eat. It was like an eight hour program. It was held in a large uh, auditorium and one of the training um, functions they did. And I got into a uh, joust, a verbal joust with one of the proctors in that training program. So of course he calls me up to the stage And they have the lights on, the stage lights on me, and he's in the audience on the aisle with a microphone, and we're going back and forth. And um, so what happens is, and and this auditorium is filled with people. They dim the lights. They dim the lights in the auditorium. The spotlight is on me up above me. And he signals four proctors to come out. These are four strangers to me. One of them step in front of me, nose to nose, staring at me. The second one goes to my left. The second one, the third one goes to my right. And the fourth one goes right behind me with his nose to my, to the back of my head, I can feel him breathing in my hair. Now he's asking me from the audience. His words. How do you feel? How do you really feel? Now you don't see the audience out there, but you know they're out there. You can hear them clearing their throats. You can hear them cough every now and then. You can hear them shuffling their their feet in nervousness. How do you feel? Well, it's not comfortable, I'll tell you that. But this is part of the training. He then calls. He then calls another twenty five people up on the stage, and again. Proctors come out, strangers in this training, come out and they do the same thing to them. Standing in front on the sides and the back of them. And he's asking them, How do you feel? What do you feel? I'm gonna tell you something, Grizz. I seen a grown man standing there and cry like a baby, right there because he didn't like it. You know, you're standing in somebody's comfort zone. Each of us as human beings have, a, have at least a six foot um, um, security zone around us. There are some cultures around the world that you will offend them if you stand too close to them. Did you know that?
0: Yes, yeah. yes,
1: that is correct. And it's very uncomfortable. But again, they controlled the heat it was freezing cold in that place um they tried to make you jealous you know if you had a wife or a girlfriend you'd have somebody some other man rub it on their back and stuff and you know i'm from the old school i didn't like that <laughs> i didn't like that kind of stuff you know don't make me jealous like that don't make me angry but that's this is what they wanted to do this is the kind of stuff that they did and um we went home one night talking about this. We dropped the, uh, our friend off and we were sitting in the car. We were talking to her before she got out of the car. And, and, and I was saying, you know, I, I don't know that I like this training. I don't like this. I spent my tuition money for this and I don't know that I like it. And I'm going to tell you something when, when I said that, there was a there was a a breeze. I don't know where the breeze came from, but a breeze came and it started moving those chimes on the porch. And we heard. I know. I know that I heard it. I know my wife heard it. I know that um, our friend heard a wolf howl. I'm gonna tell you something. That's pretty creepy stuff. And yeah, what kind of training was this? They were asking you. <clears throat> that was that was asked. E S T. If you could look it up, you could still see it. You could still see it on a computer if you want to look it up and stuff. And uh, it's very. I don't know. It. I thought that I read that they 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 hypnot, they try to hypnotize people. And uh, again, a lot of these people that went to this went to this training became young movers and shakers in their community i mean they wow. become politicians they become corporate leaders and i know that for my part you know i went in law enforcement and from there i was i was uh kind of ushered into what they called <clears throat> what they call leadership 21 which which again, are movers and shakers of the community. Remember, I'm from Southeast Michigan, down um, from Detroit. And uh, I was never a member, I, I was never a business owner, but I was brought into the Chamber of Commerce and um, and brought into some more training. And from there, I went on to um, being called into again volunteer work but i i became a uh i was asked to participate in a citizens advisory board for detroit for a large uh, juvenile detention center so those are the kind of things that i'm talking about that you kind of get whisked away into
0: but um um janice is back by the way Janice, can you hear us?
3: Yes, I can hear you. I'm outside right now. We're experiencing major thunderstorms here. Mm-hmm. So that may be part of my problem.
1: Oh, I can hear her good now. Yeah, I can hear you fine. <clears throat> can, can you hear us very good, Janice?
3: Yes, I'm outside though. I'm not in my okay. house.
1: All right. Great, great, great. I know we got some rain up here in Detroit. You got rain down there in Tennessee. How about you, Grizz?
0: yeah no it's raining right now in northern kentucky so yeah yeah we need that
1: we need that okay so we're back at the farm and you were talking about fox you were talking about some of the sasquatches not being real friendly i do remember um a little incident that occurred down there on your grandfather's farm of a young girl can you can you tell us the story about the young girl
3: uh, yes, back I was young at the time. Um, one of the fox's son, one of the twins, the blackie we called him Blacky, um, actually, um, molested a young girl at the time back years ago.
1: A molested her, you say?
3: Yes, raped her, molested her. Mm
1: hmm wonder how often that occurs
3: i don't know how often um i know that um after i uh told that story and i didn't go into detail uh because the identity i do not want the identity of the woman known or anything No, no, of course or or her family and they still the family still lives in the area but um that said i had heard other reports i've had other people send me reports of where um the males even the females uh, the bigfoot uh, tried to approach and um fornicate with people Mm -hmm. um there was uh, a case that um back when mary green was still living mm-hmm. um that they this, this one young woman sent her and said that this male uh, big
4: fat
3: in california was following her around we and was um, inappropriately approaching her
1: grizz uh you did hear what she said about yeah,
0: I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to You're remain starting. calm. You're uh, smiling. I, I, I just, I just hurt my neck. All right, for for whiplash. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I've heard stories, but I've never had them confirmed.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, now, as a researcher, I found a report out of Detroit, out of out of Texas. Mm-hmm. It was an early report, I believe, in the twenties, the thirties. I think maybe the thirties. And Mm Riz, the way I read this report and the way the witness, uh, brought this report on, if you look at a report, my friend, you can tell whether another police officer wrote this. In Mm -hmm. other words, he's, he's whistleblowing on, on his agency, but he talked about an incident where two people. Uh, We're meeting in a secret uh, place in a secret secret time in the woods, unbeknownst to their family, their spouses and stuff. And um, uh, they heard a scream and they got up. They got up half dressed, fled to the car, got in the cars to flee home on the way out of the woods. This is what this is what was in the report and um it was chased the car was chased the uh the beast broke the window grabbed the man's throat ripped it out the woman went into shock but she drove herself home half dressed with this with this stranger in the car with her and sure. apparently she went into some hospital And nothing else was said about it. Um, the way I read the report was you go to this, this department and ask them for that report and they'll have it. Well, it's been my experience that, uh, things like this nowadays, uh, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to get those goes into the archives and you'll never see them again. They disappear. It's not for public consumption. That's number one. Number two, in those books uh, written by Pallades, there's one incident in there where uh, I think a blonde haired lady or something was hiking. She was alone. Uh, Somehow she was flung off of a uh, uh, cliff or something. And uh, when when, uh, researchers reached her, her blouse was pulled up over her Mm. dress. Mm-hmm. which which is unnatural because when you when you fall like that uh you don't expect to see somebody molested or look like they had been molested
3: yeah um that said um i know that uh, you all quote uh, uh val quotes uh, fred bradshaw some of his uh writings and stuff back in the day uh fred actually back in 2000 and i want to say three or four i can't remember exactly when um had gotten a report of one that had um actually uh attacked a young girl on um one of the reservations and uh was trying to mm. rape her mm-hmm. Also, and that was, that was up in washington state somewhere
1: mm-hmm. i also had run into a report of a uh, young man who wrote this report mm-hmm. who claims that i think his family was from down south someplace mama was out he you know uh, daddy wasn't wasn't there mama was out in the field uh you know uh hoeing the garden or something because that's all they had to eat was whatever mama made out there. He seen a um, Sasquatch fully excited. And he was, and it started to, from the tree line, it started to approach mama out there in the uh, field, the garden. And he grabbed a hoe, a garden hoe and charged at it because he was convinced that, you know, it was going to attack his mother out there Mm -hmm. um so when when i look at these reports and i see reports of sasquatches that look like black people you know with the hair and stuff when i Mm -hmm. see these reports with sasquatches with blonde hair green eyes blonde hair blue eyes and and i know for a fact from my own personal encounter uh these this this being did not have a hairy face like a gorilla like a wolf man it looked very very human but there are no humans walking around eight and a half nine foot tall that look no so i have to believe that there are human genes mixed with these with these things now there's reports also out of canada during a plane crash where one of the uh one of the passengers was a baby and the baby was unaccounted for in the um, oh, no. in, in the, in the um, passenger list and there's other reports follow-up reports that say that they seen sasquatches with a little boy that looked like the the baby would have looked like had it aged six years mm-hmm. And So there's you know, there's this stuff that goes on and on and on
3: Well now um, back It's been back ages ago um, Mary green and I and she actually got a, a photo of it I asked Scott Carpenter because she left a lot of stuff with him a lot of photos and stuff I asked him if he had a photo of it, but back years ago. We were up in um, Livingston um, and actually were doing some research and interacting with some of the bigfoot up there and there was this female that had this very human looking little boy with her and it has haunted me to this day because we could not keep up with her she snatched that child up and took off she had her own bigfoot babies you know youngsters but this was a human child that was with her he looked like he may have been nine years old i can remember him to this day you know because it was it's just like imprinted on my brain you know and it's worried me and worried me and i was like we we went to the law enforcement and searched all the missing children's reports and everything else and never came up with anything
2: hmm
1: now there's i recall two reports out of oklahoma around the reservation maybe maybe not two reports out of oklahoma one of which uh it seems to me the first one was was a native american indian who um had an attempt she she uh stopped an attempt to abduct her baby from from a from a tent when they were camping
2: Mm-hmm
1: and um uh another family comes along a different time a different mm-hmm. month and this lady having relived that experience warned the mother if you got a baby if you got a small child watch him and she mm-hmm. explained to her what had happened to her mm-hmm. and sure enough sure enough according to this woman she was asleep one night and she felt her child sliding off the, the sleeping bag sliding out of the tent. And, and she said that there was a, a hairy arm pulling that child out of that tent. Now, mm. what I've, what I've found and what I've also, um, learned was according to some people, um, and this, this is from native, native Indian people, They say that when a Sasquatch mama loses her child, Mm -hmm. uh, um, Mm -hmm. when they come around people, they're looking to 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 find a human child to to replace their baby. Yeah, to, to replace that baby or child, whatever it is.
3: Well, now, I do know this. Um, I've had my own experience with this myself. It was in Pocahontas County in Virginia. Uh, We were up in, uh, I'll just go ahead and say, I don't care because everybody's research areas overlap everybody else's. There's no, you know, this is mine and you can't come into it. It was at uh, Watauga um, State Park up there. And there was a female at the time who had lost her child and there was several of us camping. I had uh, my daughter Holly with me at the time. She was seven years old and my friends had their little girl who was five. And this female tried to lure the other little girl out into the woods with her. She was determined that she was going to take this other little girl. And we, uh, actually the child took off, you know, the little girl took off and, um, we had to go after. Her. We were scared to death. That this female was going to snatch her and take her off, and we'd never see her again. We ended up leaving, but we had returned, you know, and visited that area since, but that was not a pleasant experience mm-hmm. And I've always been very, very leery of them snatching up my daughter. You know, my youngest one used to go out and play with the children, and you know, being being around Fox and all his family members and everything. And you know, Fox has been deceased since 2010. But um being around, raised up around him, my daughter knows just about as much as I do about him. But she would go out and play with the ch- little ones, Squeaky and stuff, when he was little. And if we went, we even went to uh. Don Keaton's um, South Fork one time and thank God I had other people with me because she got out of the tent and was down there feeding all our food and marshmallows to the Little Bigfoot up there. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And one of our friends happened to get up and note that she was down there doing it. He tried to video record her doing so you know. And I'm like, i i feel like wearing her out you know i she's never had a whipping in her life she's had a firm scolding but, but mm-hmm. that was one time mama almost came within an inch of whipping her <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. now uh janice uh it seems to me in the material that i read uh from your book the book mm-hmm. you and uh, mary wrote
2: uh, mm-hmm.
1: it, it spoke about it spoke about sasquatch families man and woman what mm-hmm. happens? What happens when a woman becomes adulterous in a in a uh, family unit? What happens if uh, when one does what? Becomes adulterous when 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 that female has oh, an are, with another wayward male.
3: If the female takes and mates with another male or you know goes off with another male, besides of her husband, it is very taboo in their beliefs and they will cut her nose off and disfigure her.
1: It seems like I remember, uh, yeah, it was the nose or ear or something, something that uh, leaves a permanent Disfigurement uh, as a message to the rest. Now, what happens to the what happens to the wayward uh, male? That, the wayward
3: male. The male is allowed to have more than one wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's a, and I, I don't get this, but I don't judge because this is their their way of living. Their you know the things that they do. Just as long as he can provide for those wives. Mm -hmm. He's allowed to have as many wives as he can provide for. Um, Most of the time, it's usually sisters that he takes, Mm -hmm. but, you know, as wives, or they're related in some way, shape, or form, but um, he's allowed to do whatever he wants to. (laughs) Mm. Except for raping, yeah, you no, know, that's that's not allowed. They'll make him an outcast if they rape a mm-hmm. the female. So, what happens if the male doesn't want to be an outcast? If he doesn't want to be what?
1: An outcast. If he doesn't want to be banished from the uh, family well, unit.
3: Well, then he doesn't break their laws.
1: Mm-hmm. What is the punishment if if he does?
3: If he breaks them, he's uh, he's considered an outcast. He's considered dead to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They don't have anything to do with him. I mean, even if he, it's just like Blackie. Blackie is actually an outcast
2: mm-hmm.
3: from the family group, also from the tribal group. And Blackie, we still encounter him. He still visits a farm. I've had a deal with him. I even had to draw a gun on him one evening because he was going to try to break in my half-sister's house. Um, But that said, you know, except for his immediate family, the rest of them do not even acknowledge that he's alive.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: So somebody wants to know, what are their beliefs?
0: What do they believe in? What is what? Their beliefs. What do they believe in? what do they believe uh, in yeah are they like us civilized or
1: do they have rules who's who's the who's the mayor who's the leader of of these um
3: it's set up like tribal um community like um indigenous people that you have your your leaders you have your elders you have your story characters your you know your history keepers your writers your And your healers, and on and on and on, different ones, different members, or different positions in the family. Even if it's just grandmother or mother, you know. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. And and they believe they believe in God. I do know that they believe they believe in god they believe in the devil they believe in um they have their own version of jesus christ um which basically is the same that he visited here with them too when he you know was here on the planet with us um but then then you have some beliefs that i just I, I should I shouldn't judge, you know. It's like, okay, where do you get this idea from, you know? I, I do question, you know. And it's like they be they believe that they were among the first creations. Okay, if we read our Bible as a history book, not just for the religious and beliefs in God and whatnot if we read that it says you know on the whatever day the fifth day i think it was sixth day sixth day when god created the original mankind he created both male and female and he told them to go forth in his image in their you know told them to go forth and be fruitful and multiply okay then he creates adam in a different way because he takes the dust and breathes into the nostrils of adam and eve is actually created out of adam from his rib that said the bigfoot think that they were among the first creation
1: some people say that uh, some people believe that uh, um, bigfoot sasquatches come from they're interplanetary they come from a different planet
3: I don't believe that
1: mm-hmm.
3: my personal my personal belief is not that because anymore okay if they're from a different planet then we are also because our DNA does not match up with anything else here <clears throat> exactly
1: you know uh, that's and, funny.
3: <clears throat> and th- their DNA doesn't match up with anything on the father's side that's here on this planet so yeah, there's a possibility. We may uh, all be aliens. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. And, and one of the things that I was gonna say was there was a um, professor at Wayne State University in Detroit who claimed that we're all star people. Yes. And, and what he meant by that when he explained it was that when we look up in the sky and see meteors fall to the ground they go into the soil we plant the food we eat the food we consume the food and whatever material is in Mm -hmm. this soil is is consumed in 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 the nutrients of the Mm -hmm. food that we eat our our livestock feed from the soil uh enriched by meteors and and other sedentary um particles therefore We are, in essence, star people too. Does that make sense? Grizz, does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So uh, a couple of questions people wanna know. Is, Is Bigfoot a part of the original giants that roamed the earth from the beginning?
3: I don't honestly know for a fact, but I would consider them a part of them, yes. Because there was giants in the beginning According to creationists, you know, in the Bible, um, a lot of your mythologies have giants in it. Um, your lost books of the Bible, your Sanskrit, your, you know, listen, yeah. yeah, all of these mythologies have giants and mention giants. So, yes, definitely they were here. Now, whether they were Sasquatch or not remains to be known.
0: Now, do they actually speak? Uh, with people verbally or do they mind speak or do, can they do both
3: they can do both they wow. have they have abilities that we I believe that we once had and we just you know been taught to suppress them throughout the centuries so we don't use them anymore
1: that's uh, that was repeated by the uh, government anthropologist um interviewed by uh carrie what was her last name carrie uh what was her name carrie cassidy
2: mm-hmm. who
1: that this army major was tasked uh, with studying sasquatches he became friends with sasquatch and subsequently mm-hmm took the Sasquatch out of the country Mm -hmm. and uh, according to him, the Sasquatch, Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, in confirmation of what you just said, Janice, the Sasquatch is able to speak in, in ways that, that uh, span distance and time. They can, can be in another country, and communicate with other sasquatches through thought. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: that's uh, sad. You know, I I don't claim to be psychic. I've had people call me, uh, among other things, (laughs) you know, I've been called everything in the book from hoaxer to liar to psychological idiot and everything else, mass hallucination, you name it. But that said, okay, I do know that they can telepath, that's what I call it. They can use use telekinesis, which they can move things without even being near them to touch them. Um, They have a lot of what we consider paranormal abilities, but is it truly paranormal abilities for them? You know, okay, I know because I have... Mind spoke with them, what we call mind speaking, and that is their term for it, not mine, um, with a bunch of them. And there's nothing quite like, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This stuff, nobody in their right mind could make this up. Even if you were a pathological liar, you couldn't make this stuff up and keep your stories and facts straight. But that said... Try having one pop in your head and send you on a hunt for lavender everything in Walmart, you know. It's like they can do it at will anytime they want to with anybody they want to. I have to be fairly close to one of them to be able to mind speak back and forth and understand what they're saying to me. how yes. long do they
0: live what's their average lifespan excuse me how long do they live what's their average lifespan
3: um the average lifespan that because of we're what we're doing studies in the field um we have learned that they can live to be 150 years old wow So they get, they get quite a bit older than we do. And most people, that's the thing, most people in Homo sapien, sapien, when we are giant or we have um, uh, excessive hairiness, which is called hypertercosis, we all, also don't have a very long lifespan. We usually die in our 30s, 40s, early 50s. With them, it doesn't work that way.
1: What yeah. was the name of that uh, Russian, uh, that Russian um, Sasquatch female that was uh, that was taken captive? And she
3: Zana, Zana,
1: Zana. Yes. Yeah. And so she had so so a human
3: yes she had by him, by human fathers
1: yeah so she had she bore uh youngsters supposedly by a human father mm-hmm. and, and what a couple of them died one of them lived to be uh, i don't know a ripe old age but he
2: yeah.
1: but but he still had features
3: of of sasquatch yeah that was that was quit yeah that was her son quit raya is her granddaughter and raya's grandchildren i mean raya's older now and she even has uh grandchildren um they have done the dna test of course um one of the guys who did it um, said that she was sahara african from uh, way back you know um when they did the dna on her but he never did find the father's side we know that you can trace the mother's side of the dna which is your mitochondrial dna mm-hmm. and find uh, run it to the source mm-hmm. you know of whoever they came down from it, but when you, when you go to the nuclear side you can't match it up with anything
1: mm-hmm. incidentally uh, janice when i was talking <clears throat> of that missing individual that mm-hmm. i went not look for mm-hmm. uh grizz and you'll recall this it was in fact as as janet said mitochondrial dna that i used to to identify this individual mm-hmm. um, because the mother's mapping her her uh double helix mitochondrial mm-hmm. dna was was is there in the siblings in the offspring. Yeah. And it was very, very important in identifying an individual based mm-hmm. on the mother's uh, DNA makeup. Yes. Yes. So that was that was pretty interesting.
0: Some of the people are asking, do they cook their food or do they eat it raw?
3: <laughs> Both. And it's a myth that they don't okay. use fire because they do use fire they just don't use big fires that are going to give away their location unless they're in a cave and then there's usually a smoke hole and i have found many a location where they were at especially in the winter time where they're using fire inside these caves and they have like a smoke hole in the roof of the cave so if mm-hmm. you find the opening to the cave you found them <laughs>
1: excuse me that's that's something that's verified and confirmed by the late bobby short as well she says the same thing absolutely bigfoot sasquatches are familiar with fire
3: yeah they're Uh, familiar with fire yeah they um they use a lot of it with herbs and stuff that they make teas and stuff with it's just a small fire and i've actually i've got i don't have them so that I can share them, but I have uh, photos and stuff of their uh, fire rings, mm-hmm. where they've been out in the middle of no man's land, and this is not where campers go, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so when we're walking around in the mountains mm-hmm. and we smell burning fire, smoke, and stuff, and we don't know where it's coming from, mm-hmm. a good possibility that it's it's coming from it emanates from underground
3: yeah there's a possibility that it is and so they do funny. use uh you know like i said they use cave systems and stuff um it's like here a lot of people um back years ago um I, uh, they tried to discredit me and discredit my case um um i'm just gonna say it Lauren coleman yet so he sent his brother down here along with um some other people from up in michigan and they came to the farm and they said oh well she doesn't live anywhere near the smoky mountains you know and there's no way it's too you know civilized and everything and i'm like look buddy you can look out the back door from the farm and see the mountains we live in what we call the knobs they don't call them the foothills of the smokies here in the south we call them knobs you know <laughs> mm. And I'm like, you know, we have the Lost Sea right in Monroe County. It's on between Madisonville and Sweetwater. It is exactly eight miles from the old farm, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That is Craighead Caverns. It's the second largest underground lake or whatever you want to call it, sea water in the world. And those caverns run for miles, those cave, that cave system does. I used to lead tours back when I was a teenager down there. And there's parts of the cave that you just don't take people into. Mm-hmm.
1: Why not? Why don't you take people into parts of those caves? Do what? Why don't you take people in parts of those caves?
3: Uh, because uh, the big pillar... <laughs> Are there and a lot of it has a lot of artifacts in different chambers of the cave from the Native Americans mm-hmm. That were once here, there's like there's a there's a part that we do take them into Which is a large chamber that opens up you have to go through a narrow, narrow passageway But once you get into it, it opens up. Mm. We call it the ball ring, you know, it was a dance mm-hmm. ring. There's another a chamber that opens up into a large uh, cavern, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that they stored food in. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of artifacts that are still in those caves, in the the back parts of the caves where you don't take the tours, you know, Mm -hmm. people in there, because you don't want them to disturb it. I mean, there's paintings on the wall. If those, you know, if those paintings, if sunlight or, light or camera or anything if you snap a picture it can damage those paintings
1: mm-hmm. so um sasquatch bigfoot sasquatch they also use they what? Moder- bigfoot sasquatch also use modern um, utensils spoons and forks and dishes and cups and needles and and thimbles and blankets and stuff. Is that correct?
3: Okay. Hold on, my signal. I can't hear you. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get around. I said th- I heard something about utensils.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh so, so Bigfoot Sasquatches use modern appliances such as um.
3: Well, um, to a certain fishes, extent. If you, if you, if, you yeah, if you gift them something like, okay. For instance, I've, they'll use pots and pans, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know that they actually cook in them, but I do know that they used to go to the creek in the spring and get water in them. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, they'll use, I've, I've gifted them knives. I've, I have even had Bo, Winnie Bojo, uh, ask me for a left-handed, because he's left-handed, hoof knife, which is a horse a tool that you use on horses hooves. You know, what in the world he needed with it? I have no clue, but I found him one finally. Um, they'll use hammers. They'll use um, hoes, uh, shovels, you, you know, different types of things like that. It's even like over in um, where Igor Borsifis is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one of the males over there, not Gisha, not Greg. Um but one of the other ones asked for a gun. And I said, "Don't you dare give him a gun. We don't know whether he knows how to use it or not, mm-hmm. you know.
1: <laughs> now, there's, there's a report out of Alaska where a couple hunters were watching uh, a Sasquatch enter mm-hmm. onto a beach, walking up to a whale carcass, mm-hmm. and they watch this Sasquatch cutting off portions of of meat
2: mm-hmm.
1: when they when it when it when it walked away with this 200 pound slab of uh flubber on its on its shoulder they approached the carcass and they found a serrated bladed knife that it mm-hmm. left where did the knife come from
3: i wonder well i'm, I'm sure they either took it from someone's property you know or else someone gifted it to them
1: well thank goodness they don't give it guns do what thank goodness they don't give sasquatch guns
3: (laughs) yeah don't give them guns i don't recommend that and i do not recommend giving them liquor or whiskey or any of that stuff uh, because they they do really really bad um i i did post on um, VALS group there, it's been a while back, um, where um, DAF uh, attacked the cabin truck that were and the team stay in, out there in Ural Mountains, <laughs> that said, <laughs> what happened is, against my advice, they decided that they would give them um, vodka. Daph did Russia not. America. You gotta know, Russians. Every time Igor comes, we have to have vodka. He will, He can drink you under the table. But, but that said, and I don't drink alcohol, you know, so I'm a lightweight. One sip and I'm drunk. But but that said, they were Alex and them, and this other guy um, is a professor. Um, his name's Dimitri but anyway um and igor's first name is dimitri but all said and done they decided that it would be smart to give him vodka and they did well what happened daft didn't get his portion of the food and the vodka that they had left the other ones took it therefore he pitched a fit and terrorized them half the night until alex got brave enough to go out and give him vodka <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I re- I recall a, a very very early report of um, I think it was Ostman the the gentleman that was kidnapped. Uh, was who? He was kidnapped. He gave a Sasquatch um, Copenhagen chew, and it and it.
3: Uh, the Albert Ostman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first came on the scene, um, it's a long story. But, um, only Mary Green believed um my story and knew it for what it was, and I had never heard of Albert Austin at that point. Um, I was very new to the internet, you know i knew I knew how to put one to get a a computer together. But I didn't even know how to turn the darn thing on. It took me three days to ter- learn how to turn one on and get it going. That was when you used the landline to dial up and you get your server. All said and done. Um, Eeyore and Dimitri, uh, Dimitri interrogated me. He would ask the same question, 50 different directions. And it's like, you're not going to change the fact. You're not going to change the truth. But he was the one that told me about Albert Osman. And his situation, and it was uh, tobacco that he fed him coffee grounds and tobacco to get away from him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, the reason that that uh, conversation we started talking about this was because I was one of the only people at the time that said, "Hey, look, these guys are got to They have to be people of some sort." I'm not saying that they're humans like we are, but they are, you know, some sort of people mm-hmm. because they they have language. They talk. They can even speak our language, you know, and all in all said, he says, well, uh, do you know what these words mean? And he didn't tell me where the source was. And I said, oh, yeah, I know what that is in their language. And he was like absolutely amazed. um, Dimitri was, Bayanov, And he says, "Okay, if you know this, let me tell you this. You know, And he says, "Now it makes sense." And they thought that Albert Osman was lying back all those years ago.
2: Mm.
1: Well, you know, when you're involved in bigfootery, you know, you're going to have, first of all, people have to know when they get involved in bigfootery, there's con men, there's showmen, and everything in between
3: um everything everything coming and going you know they're all walks of life mm-hmm. um some people are out to make names for themselves for whatever reason you've got your pro-kill your no-kill you're you know these are humans these are big apes big mm-hmm. dumb apes mm-hmm. but but i only know what i know because i have experienced it
4: mm-hmm. you
3: know and I will stand firm, you know, in my own thoughts about who and what they are. Because until you walk alongside me, and I've taken a lot of people with me out in the field, and they're like, they've learned, they, they all come back saying, I learned more in an hour than I learned in years of, re, you know, doing my research and reading on the internet and taking and watching these TV programs on TV. And I'm like, you have to experience it. Mm-hmm. You just absolutely have to experience it. And also, you need to be careful of what you wish for because you might wish yourself back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I could say this,
1: that I read, I've read the book that you and um, uh, Mary Green authored. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from that book. really really janice i've told you this before and Mm -hmm. um i don't take it lightly as far as um uh somebody you know claiming that you made this stuff up you know what janice i could give two hoots about what somebody says seriously i only i only believe in what i see what i see and what i can rationalize what logically uh is is attuned to what what i've experienced what i've learned mm-hmm. that's what i believe i don't care what somebody says i don't mm-hmm. care what what's everybody can be a Caluso. you know what i'm talking about a Caluso with with sherlock holmes everybody wants to be a, a sherlock holmes these days everybody wants to be a Columbo, a lieutenant Columbo. they want to solve a crime they want to solve a mystery but not mm-hmm. everybody is up to it. Not everybody has the skills to do that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. takes a certain type of individual, it takes a certain type of thought process and, mm-hmm. and deduction uh, to do that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. But well, everybody
1: wants to be, hurry up and be a, uh, a detective mm-hmm. and call themselves a detective
3: well yeah well you know uh, the one person that uh, really influenced me and he is now deceased was professor roy Roy wagner of uh, the university of virginia he was a cultural anthropologist he studied with the derby in in new zealand uh, new guinea um, and uh, went to indonesia and a a bit a a, a, a europari down in south america you know and he he told me he says you're already an anthropologist and i said no i'm not you know he said yeah but you take this cultural anthropologist way when you are studying with this bigfoot and he went out in the field with me many many times and studied i have an unpublished uh, manuscript of his on his perspective of who they are and what they are and they're you know what he learned you know Mm-hmm. And I have the rights to publish it at any time that I want to, but you know what do you tell people? okay, there' are a type of people
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh it's it's a it's a mystery it's a puzzle altogether
4: mm-hmm.
1: and and it really takes it really takes a uh, an individual to get in there and, and uh, look and learn and, and uh, be informed.
3: Yeah. And I'm not saying I haven't been scared because I've been scared. I have a healthy fear of them because they're a lot bigger than I am and mm-hmm. they could take and knock my head off or rip it off in a matter of seconds if they actually wanted to, because they move extremely fast and they're extremely stealthy. That said, you know, do I let that fear stand in my way? Well, I'm I'm afraid to go out in the woods because I have a more fear for a snake than I do anything else out there. You know, um, as far as if you if you go down the path and you're studying Bigfoot, you're going to run into other type of cryptids. Uh, that said, um, I don't go out and try to interact with what we call the dog man, or um, I, I guess that's what people have dubbed them dog men. They're a different type of biped because they can walk upright. I'm not so sure that they are human at all. but. Um, I don't interact with them if i if i encounter one of them i'd back the heck off or i get the heck out of dodge i'm not going to go into their territory um recently i ran across um i don't know what to call this thing i honestly don't it looked like a bigfoot and but it had antlers on top of its head
0: a wendigo
3: it looked like a bigfoot it was hairy like a bigfoot both i and holly saw it it was about a mile down from my house now um it had i thought when i first saw it i was paying attention because there was a fox and he was limping across the road and there's a drop off on the uh, one side of the road and then a culvert that runs in under it on the other side And I'm trying not to hit this fox, and he's limping, and he tries to go off to the left side, and then he comes back across in front of me, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to hit this little fox, you know. It's already wounded. But then I noticed what Holly was staring at, and she says, Mom, I don't know what that is. And I thought it was a big, fat cedar tree that had the top of it cut out of it, you know, with a couple of branches sticking up but it wasn't it looked like a big foot i did not see the facial features myself but um holly said that it looked very human in the face but i can't verify that but what i saw was shaggy it was dark and it had antlers growing out of the top of its head like a deer antlers not horns antlers and i don't know what to call it what do you call that wendigo well that's what everybody said to call it a windigo, and i'm like well my understanding of what a windigo is is this skull headed thing you know
0: right 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 well now now you're right now there have been reports that i know of that bigfoot wearing antlers
3: mm-hmm. skull caps Well, I thought about that, but it looked, because the way the hair was, it looked like they were actually growing out of the top of its head. And we both, both her and I said, you know, we both picked up bad vibes, not evil vibes, but bad vibes, you know, like, you know, it was a predator, you know, and this was just a mile down from the house well we had unfortunately you know she was working late shift at the hospital and this was like 2 a.m in the morning and we were coming back i was bringing her back and it was like to the house and when we got to the house she says oh my gosh i hope this the poor little fox doesn't show up on our dear our doorstep or porch you know because there was an incident and in april where a deer we had a tornado and i don't know whether the deer came in on the tornado or it was scared but it fell over dead on our front porch (laughs) light of fright so we had to call the, uh, the forestry and the ndr and everything else over this deer so she says i hope the fox doesn't show up i said i don't care if the fox shows up hurry and get in the house i don't want that thing showing up
1: there is there is a report out of, uh, I want to say Montana, mm-hmm. borderlining um, Canada,
4: mm-hmm.
1: of a, uh, a, I think the first report was from an aircraft, second report was from a hiker, mm-hmm. and uh, he described a large Sasquatch, mm-hmm. excuse me a minute, a large Sasquatch, and uh, I had to put some drops in the eyes, a large Sasquatch. And mm-hmm. um, following that Sasquatch, he reported a large black salamander type Oh, beetle. That's the second report that I've I found like that. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you like that, Janice. <laughs> Let's go. <clears throat> um yeah she's got storms down there and i think i seen something on the comments that uh tornado or something 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 down there right Tennessee. i don't know i hope everybody well, is everyone
0: to okay. know about livestock and pets and animals there she is so there she is okay
3: i'm back it it dropped me yeah yeah. So they stupid. were
0: asking too about livestock, pets, and animals and stuff. Do they they take them?
3: Do they what?
0: Do they take them, pets and animals and livestock?
3: They they have taken animals over the years. Um, livestock. Uh, they killed one of my cats because it scratched me. Um, they've killed a lot of mainly hounds, uh, dogs that. We had. Um, I had one collie that I had uh, was trying to rescue that actually bit me. And they the next morning I went out and they killed him, you know, this collie. Um, but as um, then I had one dog that was also a collie. I've, I've been into show dogs for years, but um, that said, his name was Shang and he would run with him every time i wanted to take this dog to a darn dog show i had to go hunting for this dog and hunting for them because he he hung out with them he, he was squeaky's pal you know when squeaky was little
1: now now i do recall a uh, report uh, i can't tell you what state it was but a report mm-hmm. of a large black uh, sasquatch um approaching a pack of of wolves they said large dogs like wolves Mm -hmm. and the dogs by watching the interaction they Mm -hmm. they said it appeared as though the sasquatch knew the wolves and the wolves reacted uh in kind to the approaching sasquatch as though they were friends and, and they said I, would,
3: I, would, I would think that that is possible, very possible. The because, tails were
1: wagging, the heads were down, mm-hmm. um, just like you because, would expect.
3: Because um, years ago when Fox was still alive, um, they used what I call falconry. He had an eagle that was like his eyes, you know, this eagle would report back to him. I don't know how they uh, do it because I'm not into falconry. But I guess you know it's like well I had a parrot once, but you know that's a different story. But it, I don't know how many times I would go out and I'd almost step on this freaking eagle, and this thing would come into my face. You know, it was like it was watching me, and then it would go and report to him.
1: You know, Griz, I've heard I've heard the same thing. I've seen reports uh, not only eagles but ravens.
3: ravens yeah, are ravens to
1: be ravens. very very intelligent birds.
3: Mhm. Um 2 weeks ago we were at a disclosed location me and William Henry he's my research partner here he lives close to me but we went to um an area that um the people had reported that they thought they had bigfoot on their property and we got up there and it was like all the ravens or the crows we call them crows here were sounding off and I said uh-huh and then here we find structures and all other types of evidence that yes the bigfoot were present but what they were doing they were alerting those bigfoot
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know ravens uh, supposedly mm-hmm. work along with wolves too they follow wolves they mm-hmm. know where the prey is yeah wolves will follow ravens ravens will follow wolves and they mm-hmm. eat their prey like that and by the way incidentally say hello to william for me will you
3: Okay, I sure will.
1: So, uh we've heard we've heard uh, tale uh, about uh, Sasquatch Bigfoot braiding uh horses' manes and tails and stuff. And I've seen reports of uh Sasquatch coming around farms when yeah, the um, uh, when the they hogs do are in horses. Uh-huh. They do the in heat. Uh excuse me. When the hogs are in heat, they'll come around. Whatever season that is, I'm not a farmer. Um, that,
3: they, that they did what with the farmer?
1: The Bigfoots would come around the farms when the hogs are in heat. Uh-huh. They know the season and they'll come around. I don't know if it's because of the ath- afterbirth or was there other some uh, reason that they come around?
3: when the farm animals were in season
1: yes mm-hmm. you call it in season up here we call it in heat
3: um you know i never paid attention i honestly cannot answer that i do know that you know my grandfather had hogs we had chickens we had horses we had cattle you name it we had it on we lived on a farm a working farm mm-hmm. and we you know we butchered our own meats uh, but i didn't really pay attention Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know that they will take the different things. I had one time I had this uh, POA Pony of America and she had a foal and uh she didn't, you know, we didn't do away with the afterbirth and they came and got it. Mm-hmm. So uh, who knows? that's yeah, yummy. Uh, the only case that I was actively on, and I got uh, Linda Godfrey to follow up on this case, was in Idaho, and there was um, the initial report came a lady that had a filly who was in season, and it was a dog man, not a Bigfoot, that was trying to rape this horse, mm-hmm. and um, it had torn the horse up quite a bit it eventually did actually kill the horse but it was a dog man it wasn't a bigfoot Mm -hmm. and like i I said i don't i don't do dog man. that that's that's the other side of the fence that i don't want to venture into (laughs) there's
1: a there's a case out of michigan um, Mm -hmm. where uh, the uh, police were called when the neighbors reported a fight between dogs and bigfoot Mm -hmm. Bigfoot apparently threw three german shepherds up on the roof of a house and that's where they were when the police arrived up on the roof of the house three what german shepherds
3: oh german shepherds yeah Mm -hmm. it's very possible
1: Mm -hmm. they're not very kind to dogs Uh, i'm going to tell you as a as a researcher Dogs are probably dogs take a unreasonable amount of of beatings from from uh, Bigfoot Sasquatches unfairly. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. I say that I say that because dogs are very very loyal, they're family, and they're undeserving of of being beaten like that and and dismantled. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Mhm. I just love my dog.
3: Well, I you know a lot of people don't know this. Um I've been a professional handler and I also I, I train dogs in in different levels um have been for years um i I always say that i'm not training your dog i'm training you to train your dog because your dog responds to you i can take your dog and have it working for me in 20 minutes flat doing whatever i want it to getting you to be able to have your dog work that way for you is a totally different ball game all said and done you know as far as the Bigfoot go and their relations to dogs and stuff you know they can be very um, aggressive with dogs mm-hmm. um, i had a german shepherd back years ago that nikki um fox's daughter fox and Sheba's daughter youngest daughter um took a disliking to and uh fox would even tell this dog shut up because this dog did not know how to shut its mouth <laughs> and um he would even tell it shut up you know shut up you stupid dog and uh that said i had the dog in a lot the dog every time they would come around would try to jump the fence and get out and chase after them this dog didn't have much sense really and so i decided that i would put this dog on one of the tie-out cables inside the lot and put a top on side of that um, kennel, you know, so this dog couldn't get out. Well, this dog is yapping its head off at Nikki, and she reached through, grabbed hold of that cable, and jerked it so hard that she embedded the collar in the dog's neck. Mm. Explain that to a vet when you have to take your dog to the vet. How did this happen? Mm. You know. But after that i i did place the dog in another home because i just knew that they were going to kill this dog Mm
2: -hmm.
3: well
1: you know there's there's uh there's a report where a uh, a family had a uh, large mean watchdog in their back in their backyard watch the back door they Mm -hmm. know they they'd been pestered by bigfoot and sasquatches one morning they woke up they went to feed the dog in the morning and what they found was the dog collar and leash tied on a branch and the dog was gone Mm -hmm. they took the dog
3: well i do know that um back it's oh lord i want to say 2007 um there was, uh, we were interacting. Stan Courtney actually came down and went with me, um, and uh, Tom Shirley at the time I was with him, um, out into this research area that's up here um, in Middle Tennessee, Central Tennessee. And um, the Bigfoot up there were actually killing the local farmers' pets, dogs, and eating them. Mm-hmm uh you know it, yes we had a harsh winter but it wasn't that bad so i don't know why that's the only time
1: looks like she lost signal again yep i wonder what the uh what the weather is uh, more...
0: I, have a, I, 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 I don't know what to say ladies <laughs> gentlemen i'm just sitting here i'm dumbfounded <laughs> so uh here she is she's back on another channel
3: stand by got a drop signal that's okay <laughs> i said um at any rate we were out in uh, this young bigfoot was actually we uh, we called him eating a dog a beagle mm-hmm. so yeah. you know,
1: like i say there's there's uh hundreds of of dogs reported over the years hundreds hundreds of them and and i would say besides deer uh dogs coyote wolves Mm -hmm. uh fox any any uh, dog family animal uh is liable to end up on a on the plate of uh, a bigfoot sasquatch and that goes for cougar too. Did I did I leave that out? Cougar bear, sask uh, cougar bear, uh, elk, moose. So let me ask you something, Janice. Uh, you're you're pretty well read, and I'm always amazed at some of the stuff that you that you're familiar with you're aware of. Have uh-huh. you ever heard of the Miller document? The what? The Miller document.
3: I'm sorry, uh, I can't understand what you're saying, hon.
1: The Miller document.
3: Some document. What document? Miller. M I L L E R. Yes. M-I-L-L-E-R, Miller. Miller. Yes. Um, I'm not familiar with that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so that came out a couple years ago. Supposedly, it was from a uh, government. Uh, Ph.D. Doctor,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, he claims he claims that he was he was assigned to study uh, Sasquatches, and his first engagement with Sasquatches was down in Texas, when an incident occurred in in Texas, where several people were were killed in this town in Texas. Uh-huh. He came involved in it because. Uh, there were two soldiers in California that were from Texas that were mm-hmm. overheard discussing that incident. So mm-hmm. they, so this Dr. Miller uh, was sent down there to to find out about it. For anybody that thinks the government doesn't listen uh, to to things, Bigfoot, this guy is talking about. The early, very early 1960s, sent down to Texas to find out about this incident that two soldiers were overheard discussing. From there, uh, he started to write a paper about Sasquatches and he called Uh them, he called them, he didn't call them Sasquatches, he called them celebridades, something close to that. I'll have to, I would have to spell the word out in order for. Me to explain what it, what it was that he he had a name for. Mm-hmm. So his second encounter with a uh, Sasquatch was when he was sent to Washington, the Pacific Northwest. In mm-hmm. Washington, there was a report that a uh, that a uh, hairy, unhuman-like uh, beast was killed when a during a very violent uh, windstorm, thunderstorm. Uh, the lightning knocked down a tree it fell on this the sasquatch and killed it mm-hmm. the, gov- the government was there to check it out dr miller according to this paper uh went there studied it and uh shipped and they shipped it off someplace
4: mm-hmm.
1: and so he goes on and on and on to write about sasquatches and how uh, the government should um, a lot bigger areas dedicated to sasquatch i'm talking Mm -hmm. about more uh, state and federal parks more wildlife preservations Mm -hmm. and um so i read this document several times but the Mm -hmm. last paragraph to this document i'll never ever forget Mm and what he says there he describes the sasquatch as very family oriented very loyal to their family very territorial and furiously uh ardent uh backers of of their way of life and and they they need mass amounts of resources and what oh, he no. says what he says in the closing paragraph of that document and I'll paraphrase it Mm-hmm. He says that human beings and sasquatches will never coexist. Never.
3: Well, I'm gonna put it this way. I don't know, I don't I've never heard this account or anything, but if think about it this way you either learn to coexist or else you're going to be at war constantly. How many times have you been out in the woods, camping, having a picnic, or, you know, along, a, you know, even in one of these uh, campgrounds, national forest parks or whatever, and walked by them. If all of them were so aggressive and so harm- harmful or demonic, as uh, we've been dealing with a lot of these people that claim that they're demonic. Mm-hmm. If they're so demonic, how many times have you been so close to one that it could reach out and snatch you bald? you know, and you aren't aware of it.
1: Well, I, I would think that they don't because there's other resources out there. Yeah. Now,
3: and as far as coexisting, you know, you've got these yahoos that go out and they're beating on trees and they're, yeah, they're screaming their lungs out and hooping and hollering and carrying well, on. It's well, all tell, publicity, you they know. Tell,
1: they tell them that in Hollywood, you know, they, they uh, go out there and beat on trees and yell because, that's yeah. what they show them on television
3: yeah yeah it, it, i mean that you're going to get you know um, the viewer you know more viewers if you act like an idiot out in the woods
2: mm. i don't
3: go out a lot of times at night i do go out at night but i don't like to be in the middle of a forest or especially in the mountains and fall off a cliff because i can't see where i'm going at the night time but mm. i always tell people the minute you step outside into the woods you know and i'm not talking about your own property but it could be on your own property depending on whether you're rural or in the middle of town and there are suburban bigfoot but mm, that said, you are going into their homes you don't want them coming into your home and snooping through your stuff and hooping and hollering and disrupting your evening or your day so why would you think you should go out there and do the same you know do that to them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: now somebody there's there's somebody i don't know i i've never found the source to this but somebody claims that the numbers of deer elk moose are dropping and and again i haven't seen the source of this but he claims Bad.
3: I'm sorry, it keeps dropping signal on me.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody says uh, the number of deer, elk, moose, and and uh, those are natural food sources for Bigfoot Sasquatch. Uh, the numbers well, of wildlife are dropping. Uh, I, well, I haven't
3: well as far as that goes, you know, as, as far as resources for the Bigfoot all right they will eat anything from lichen to you know mushrooms nuts berries grub um stuff that we wouldn't even think about eating unless we're out and we have to actually survive um they can also eat things that are poisonous to us that i don't dare touch you know Mm. um but that said i mean they are very resourceful they i call them dumpster divers because uh even in Knoxville, for instance, there's an Aubrey's. It's on, in Aubrey's. It's across the road from this little teeny-tiny patch of woods that comes down off the ridge, Sharp's Ridge, as the name of the that ridge that runs through there, that little hill area. And um, they even had a structure pointing directly at Aubrey's, and we're going dumpster diving over there to get food out of those dumpsters, you know. So they'll eat almost anything, you know. But they're carnivorous,
1: meaning that they eat meat and vegetable.
3: They eat meat, vegetables, you, you know, some stuff that we would not even consider eating but it's like they used to get into molasses you know my grandfather would put out molasses in harsh winters for the cattle and molasses licks molasses licks which is a raw molasses um and it's uh, in flake form and when you mix it with a little bit of water it makes the syrup they would get into that the cattle never got hardly any of it they so- they would eat oats. they would eat corn, you know, they you know, dried corn. I'm not talking about corn that's fresh out of the garden. I'm talking about stuff that's been like put up for ages to feed to the animals, you know,
1: so, um, yeah, I've got reports out of Michigan also, they've been cited uh, eating corn. I sitting on the side of the road eating corn and stuff, corn and cobs and stuff. So here is the paragraph that I was talking about from the Miller document. if you could <clears throat> if you can hear this. I'll read it very quickly. He's speaking about the Sasquatches, this Dr. Miller. He says this, the species is amazing, powerful, and deadly if angered. Like any animal, it will protect itself, its food sources, and it's young at all cost. It is imperative the federal government continue to designate natural areas, otherwise scarce food resource available to the sasquatch will result in more continue in more uh, opportunistic feeding behavior and closer interaction between humans and sasquatch these mm-hmm. creatures and humans and human beings simply do not coexist period that was his that was yeah. his uh, closing paragraph
3: well, I think, you know, I, I beg to differ with him. You can coexist. You just don't, to go, you know, you need to know your boundaries and their boundaries, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So when they're, like, Janice, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Janice, when they're, Janice,
1: when they're pinched for food, where do they go for food? If there's if there's falling uh, uh, wildlife numbers and, and they can't eat berries forever, where do they go? They have to. Well, they have
3: to approach uh, human beings for food. They have to. I mean, mm. they're going to have to, if we if we encroach upon their their habitat, so to speak, just like a bear. Okay, we had a bear down here. Uh, well, actually, I live in or I'm just going to say I live in or which is a um, town in Monroe County. It's um, right up the way from Madisonville, where I was raised on the farm. That said one of the largest black bears on record was killed back in 2001 or 2021 right here in middle of town and it came down here because it it couldn't find any food resources in the mountains Mm -hmm. so what i
1: find interesting is the number of gunfire reports Mm -hmm. and uh aggressive sasquatch reports
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you weigh the two if you had the scales of justice meaning scales on either side the number of a- aggressive sasquatch reports far outweigh the number of um gunfire reports and and having looked at this by the number hundreds of of-
3: far outweigh the number a number of aggressive s- Sasquatch far outweigh what?
1: Gunfire reports. People use gunfire as a way to react to Sasquatch.
2: Uh-huh.
1: People do not want Sasquatches coming up on their porch. They don't want them in their bedroom windows. They don't want them in their backyards. They don't want mm-hmm. them around their place of abode. And that's where the problem is. And I, th- and, 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 uh, looking at it from this perspective Mm -hmm. and reading this paragraph from dr miller i understand what he says there i see it very clearly um you know i guess it's okay it's okay to 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 know that they're out there in the neighborhood and the in the uh in the back 40 behind your property it's another Mm -hmm. thing when they come into your property into Mm -hmm. your bedroom into your front door and mm-hmm. somewhere along the line people draw the line and say that's enough you know we're not having this here yeah and that's that's where the problem is as i see it
4: mm-hmm.
3: well you know even even i have to draw the line it's like i don't want them coming into my house not that i can give them out of my house if they're determined but you know and i do live in this little rural town i live actually in the middle of downtown but it's, it's still you know it's a one-horse town <laughs> mm-hmm. but um that said you know i don't want them coming into my house uninvited. you know they make a, pardon my french but they make a damn big mess if they come mm-hmm. in you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and they stink to boot mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, where they, you know, when we lived down there on the farm, they would come in uninvited. They would t- but I think the reason being was because my grandfather started gifting them food you know he started giving them food and once you start you can't just up and stop they don't uh, they don't get that hey i don't have the money for this or i can't run to the grocery store because we're in the middle of a freaking blizzard you know that lasts and put us out of electricity and no store is open for three weeks and get food for you guys you know mm they don't understand that so therefore they're going to come in they're going to try to help themselves They're going to go into the barns or whatever and that's another thing while i'm thinking of it speaking of barns everybody reads the x sign as either a welcome or a not welcome you know the, the x markers that they make
2: mm-hmm.
3: okay those are actually welcome signs unless there is a tree branch or whatever. Uh, another stick that comes down through the middle of that x then it's a do not enter mm-hmm. sign but back years ago we used to put on our barn doors and on our houses when we had little old cabins and little shelters you know the pioneers stuff what did we do we put an x on our doors because that was the way the doors were built the wooden doors were built
2: mm-hmm.
3: So they consider it a welcome sign, mm-hmm. and they use that as a welcome sign, you know.
1: Well, that's interesting.
3: But, yeah. That's it. But, you know, it's like they're they're going to be resourceful. It's like, you know, they cleared some property down the way here, and I think that's one reason I saw this thing that it might have been a Wendigo. I have no clue what it was. But anyway, me and my daughter, but they cleared this property down here. It was wooded all the way up almost into the middle of town. And I live next to um, Beach, and there's a wood line on the uh, opposite side of the shore of the lake. Um, That said, they cleared a lot of land to put in a new solar um, electrical plant. When they did so, the Bigfoot actually pushed some of the land dozers off into the creek, not once but twice, you know. Um, and they start up a lot of the wildlife and the, you know, the Bigfoot that are in the area. And it's like we have turkeys that are walking through our front yard you know here in the middle of town um the deer you know they're coming up into the middle of town so because they cleared all this land down here so this is a fine example what happens when you know when we're cutting down their habitat mm-hmm. or and destroying it you're going to have you know they're going to maybe get aggressive or they get resourceful
1: so what is what is the uh what is the answer to that excuse me what is the answer to that
3: what's the answer to that hold on a minute i gotta just a second i'm going to beat me a cat you go outside you come well,
1: don't in do here.
3: <laughs> don't do that don't do don't do that yeah <laughs> Sorry, my cat ran in the door.
1: <laughs> so if if uh, development isn't good for Sasquatch, what is the answer? So do we not develop? I mean, we're human beings and we live here. Mm-hmm. Do We just pack up and move away for the Sasquatch mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Do we just move out of our house? Let them, no. move, let them have no, run of the, uh, the land?
3: I'm not saying to do that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying to pack up and move away uh-huh. because I don't live in fear, no. you know, but as far as fearing them, have a healthy fear of them of what they are capable of doing, mm-hmm. do be aware of that, you know, they are capable of doing some things that are can be very destructive or even harmful to you, you know, but I wouldn't. I would not go out and shoot one just to be shooting it. No, no. Or shoot at it because first thing is, if you hit one of them, you've got to think. Okay, you may be able to take one out, but what about the rest of them?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And they're going to come at you with a vengeance, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So the best way is just to, you know, try to peace get along peacefully with them. Be aware that they are there. But don't start giving them gifts. Don't start letting them have access to your stuff, you know, or food sources. Try to keep it locked up. I mean, they can break into the best building or whatever. But, you know, don't encourage it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, um, they do. Uh, some of them do have fear of bright lights and stuff especially, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like you put um, your uh, motion detectors and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know that they so much fear it as what they think they're going to be caught on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what is the fear of
1: being caught on camera?
3: Um, some of the older generation, uh, I think this, uh, the best of my understanding is I thought that, the, that if they had a picture of them taken, that it took their soul because of back in the old days, we used to use the cameras, the powder cameras that made a boom like the gun did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's Uh, taboo.
3: The younger generation, they really don't care. Mm.
1: So uh, if I can go back to the timber crosses a minute, the X's that you were speaking about, Janice. Do what? Let's go back to the timber crosses again. The axis, you were uh, talking about the, the crossed yeah. timbers. Let me read this real quick to you. This is a quote from 1996, 1976. This is from Northern Cheyenne Elder, Otis Frank, okay. He had Native American. He had this to say, the children must learn when hunting in the mountains to be careful not to step on their land. He's talking about Sasquatch, Bigfoots. Yeah, they mark it well with a timber cross, a stick direct uh, directional mark uh, finders that that tell the wrong path. Our children must learn these signs. Now he's speaking about a timber cross, an X. Timber cross.
3: Okay, there's a difference between a cross and an X.
1: Okay, I don't know the difference. They, they, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, there is a difference.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: there's a difference
1: x Mm -hmm. an x
0: cross
3: yeah an x is an x which Mm -hmm. you see a lot of people they put it's all over the internet all over facebook of the x axis but a cross is actually in the shape of a cross Mm -hmm. you know and it'll be Mm -hmm. like a like
1: like a crucifix
3: yeah like a crucifix Mm-hmm. And, uh, but now if that X has that middle log down the middle of it, that is, you're not welcome mm-hmm. sign, but an actual cross is you do not go into territory at all if it has a cross on mm-hmm. anywhere. And they they make those very well marked. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. so uh have you heard of clicking tongue clicking before have i heard of what tongue clicking
3: the clicking of the tongue yes yeah they do that
1: and so what is that for
3: they pop their jaws they pop their teeth Mm -hmm. um they clack rocks together also which Mm -hmm. is sort of similar but it's different um when they're when they're making vocalization and i know a lot of people uh, take this for uh, to try to loop them in with being demonic their the male's voices have a type of metallic sound because they bring it up from down in their diaphragm the sound it, it's not made it's not coming actually from directly from the mouth it's coming from down in the diaphragm and the sound that's been carried through the larynx up mm-hmm. um, and it sounds sort of metallic even when they're mimicking owls a lot of people think they're mimicking owls they're actually saying who but um when they're hollering who you know or who are you mm-hmm. um, it sound it's got that little tiny metallic sound to it. And I don't know how to explain that to other people. You just have to know the difference.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: You know, there's a tribe in Africa that, that communicate like that. And clicking has been very, very important in American history. They mm-hmm. used it in World War II and that's how they communicated at night in total darkness. Uh, behind en- enemy lines was
3: was with these little clickers. Hold on, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Hold on, let me go back outside. <laughs> I'm in and out the door so much. Upsetting. Okay, try that again.
1: Clickers were used in World War II to communicate between people in total darkness.
3: They did what in total darkness?
1: Clicking were you clickers were used in World they War Two. Yeah, for soldiers to communicate in the total darkness.
3: Yeah, we use clickers with our dogs for dog yeah. training.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's what they're used for nowadays. But
1: yeah, so so I wonder if Sasquatch uses clicking like the clickers in total darkness to communicate <laughs> among.
3: among <laughs> haven't really thought about that, but I guess I could. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I haven't really thought about that because, I mean, the ones I've been around, they use the, you know, they'll... Okay, when I go into an area, it doesn't matter whether it's Fox extended family members, and I use that because he's got children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, and he is now deceased, of course, But when I go into areas with them or with other people that I interact with and whatnot around the areas, I take and I'll basically, I just feel them. I don't know how to explain that, that they're there. But um, I'll take and I'll ask who they are, you know, in English and i wait for a response i don't you know keep repeating myself and generally we do get a response you know um and they'll they'll holler back at us who are you you know and we'll answer them with our names and then they'll say you know they'll ask where are you a lot of times if they're off at a distance from where we're at but i think they're I shouldn't say I think. I know their hearing is a lot better than ours.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Also, their eyesight is a lot better than ours. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, is their
1: daytime
2: they, sighting they, they, better
1: than eyes? Better than ours? Or
3: is their nighttime better than ours? They're not. Their nighttime eyesight is better than ours. Mm-hmm
1: okay interesting
3: yeah and people and people think they can get them on camera by using these cam uh game cams and stuff Mm. they are there is always a one in the group or the tribe or whatever that is going to be a watcher while the other ones are off doing their whatever they're doing you know and This one will pay attention to our people coming in or other animals or whatever coming into their areas. So if we put up a camera trap or we try to trick them with a microphone or, you know, that's run back uh, 300 yards to a a recorder, they already know, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like... (sighs) there's I could give you all kinds of examples Um, one time we were doing um, some research I was off-grid doing research for a project that I was involved in back in at the time and we set up uh, cameras that we thought that they couldn't reach you know Um, Even one of them was on a house, on the top of the peak of the house, and it it fed back to our computers, a live stream, constant live stream. And they got a darn ladder and climbed up and got the camera off the top of the house. Hmm. So they're very aware of what we're doing.
0: Uh, Londo wants to know, do they show themselves to certain people or just certain people or how does that work? Do they show themselves just to anybody or just certain people?
3: I don't know. I, I, I always just thought, you know, that if they took a liking to you, they would interact with you. And if they don't like you, they don't, you know, they don't have anything to do with you i have been into areas where um i won't go back to some areas but um that said where they were really aggressive and they didn't want to have anything to do with me and i left
1: you know when 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 i was talking to you about my encounter janice uh, when i was talking to you about my encounter I explained to you what I felt like when they were staring at me, and you mentioned they were reading me. And I ask you, what does that mean, reading me? Can you explain to the listeners what reading is?
3: I I, I didn't understand the question. I explained to you something when I, you were talking to me. What?
1: You, you mentioned reading a Sasquatch reads a person. Can you explain what reading is, what they do when they read somebody?
3: Hold on a minute. I, I'm trying to, it's raining in storming again here. You're echoing really bad. I okay. can't understand. Okay. Try it now.
1: You mentioned a Sasquatch reads a person can you explain what reading a person is what they reading do a person? Read. yes
3: is that what you are you saying how they read a person yes okay um what it feels like to me is they actually they are sort of scanning you um it's like looking inside of you and um it's like you're looking at yourself through their eyes. It's what it feels like, and um, it's like a the feeling to me is like being a, a laser beam going up and down your body, but it's on the inside. It's it's like your your veins, mm-hmm. the sensation in your veins. Mm-hmm. And they just scan you, they read you, they read your intent, they also read your body language. Um, It's like they know whether you're out there to harm them or try to harm them or whether you're just out there being peaceful and not even aware that they're there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So when they were reading me, I wonder what they seen.
3: So, they what?
1: when they were reading me, I wonder what they seen in me.
3: What they saw in you? Yes. Well, (laughs) I can't speak for them. I do know myself that, and I'm not doing this to be mean or anything, that you actually have a bit of a fear for them or as them which is a healthy fear
0: um so i got a lot of activity going on in the studio i got a lot of energy going off Uh, i am totally scared of them Uh, i am not going to lie so yes
3: but when you had an encounter it frightened you
1: what's that i'm sorry
0: when you have I an said, encounter and it frightens you it frightens uh, you it scares the hell out of you it what it's, i was telling Val that
1: it's 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 uh it was shocking because these things were supposed to be a myth according to the grocery fish fish wrap yeah. newspapers it's supposed to be a myth Mm -hmm. to see see something in a tree that size looking like that was a total shock to to your my reality this wasn't supposed to be real but there it is Mm -hmm. and and so now you're you're in a dilemma you're you're caught in that moment of trying to to make sense out of what you're seeing <clears throat> with but, the with the rational mind
3: and, uh, and then our minds <clears throat> are programmed to try to rationalize what we are actually seeing we are a sight type being you know and if we can't rationalize what we are seeing then we turn to other resources or our minds start playing tricks on us and we have the major flight factor you know like we're the prey
1: <laughs> well we are yeah you know <clears throat> don't don't dance around the bush about it we are
3: mm-hmm. I,
1: you know i'm not a stupid person i know i know where danger exists and that's danger <clears throat> that is dangerous people want play, people want to play with them and people want to chase them um, you get what you get you get mm-hmm. what you give and uh sooner or later uh you get what you might not want but it's but it's there uh you could be wise about it you can be smart about it or you can you can you can you know be on the uh social media writing about it mm-hmm. um i for one am not going to be a victim of any of that stuff yeah. and, well, and, I, and i know yeah. better
3: uh, the unfortunate thing about Sasquatch Bigfoot and people who encounter them is there is no help for, you, you You don't feel comfortable going to a psychiatrist or a therapist or anything and saying, hey, look, I have PTSD from seeing and encountering a Bigfoot, whether this Bigfoot was aggressive or non-aggressive, you know, this is something that isn't supposed to really exist. And I saw one. Because you feel like, okay, these people are going to think I'm nuts. So there is no help. Except to, you know, people get on the internet and they'll Google Bigfoot, Sasquatch, uh, bald man, whatever, you know, and then they ran into these groups. And I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody is a bad group that you know that is on the web you know but they'll run into them and some of them are saying oh well oh you had this that and And they're not really helpful to one another to say hey look this is what your experience is okay to be frightened it's okay to have these emotions run the gauntlet of them you know it's okay that you know That you don't want to interact with them. It's okay that you think that um, you need to harm one or kill one or whatever. It's okay to think all this stuff because you're dealing with something that most people, unlike myself, and if I had it to do over again, I don't think I would want to be in this business. (laughs) But they've never had encounters with them and the in being who we are if we fear something we have a tendency to want to kill it or do away with it make it go away
0: yeah uh, that's that's the human uh reaction yes uh that is totally correct uh, mm-hmm. so yeah uh, a lot of people cannot understand what they seen or what they saw Mm-hmm. And they have problems with it on a regular basis. Uh, they suffer from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are non-believers out there, which is fine. Believe what you want, you know. But like I always tell people, they do exist. hmm So, yeah.
3: And it's like, you know, everybody says, oh, okay. They've got these little signs with the silhouette of Bigfoot or so, whatever on it. You know, it says, I believe. You know, I don't believe I know.
1: Mm-hmm. Believe to me is worship, and I don't worship them.
3: Do what?
1: Believe what when, someone, when someone says believe, I think worship, and I don't worship Bigfoot. No, I don't
3: worship them either. No, I worship God. I know,
1: I, I know they. I know they exist, but I don't believe they exist. I know they do. And I don't worship them things. No. Um, That's just my feeling on it.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the day. Unbelievable. Janice, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, Janice.
3: Thank you. And I want to apologize to everybody for having such trouble uh, staying on the podcast my phone has acted up. We've been in under lightning thunderstorms here, and the signal has just been awful tonight.
0: No need to. No, call. we no, no need. Uh, we're just thank you, and I appreciate your time.
3: Thank you, thank you. All right, guys. take care,
0: hon. All right, bye bye. Thank you, Dennis. <coughs> uh, okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna have to go. And uh, woo. Okay, I gotta reevaluate. I, and ladies and gentlemen, this is the energy that's going on in my studio with the dolls. <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I. Okay, you got me stuttering, Val. Well, what do you
1: what do you think, uh, Grizz? Uh, some of the things that Janice says, um, I see a lot of. I see a lot of truths in what she says. I see a lot of confirmations in what she says. Um, she's always been. And, and the, the entire time that I've known her, she's always been very upfront and frank with me. And um, if it weren't for the, the, uh, the things that were out of our control, the weather, um, the in and outs with the, with the uh, sound and what have you, I've experienced a little of that myself and I know that it's, it's storming outside right now.
0: Here. Right, right. But
1: yeah, it was a very good conversation. And I've read her material. So I was very, very prepared for what she had to say. And, and of course, I threw in some some questions of my own. And I think overall, she handled them very, very well. And uh, I was just glad to see her there. I should also add that, in my research, uh, Tennessee, as a state, has had over 800 reports 810 reports. And by the way, you should know in Kentucky, according to the same research, has had over 487 reports. Wow. That's a, that's a lot. And that's by people that report them. You know, it could be more. It could be double that number. It could be triple. Who knows?
0: Right? now, no. I mean, I just wow that's boggling
1: i mean it's mind-boggling
0: yes it is and ladies and gentlemen coast coast around the world hope you all have a good night good night folks take care we'll see you bye